Hey everyone, Pat Masidi here. Yep, coming in bright and early. And apologize if there's, oops, sorry about that. Apologize if there's a little bit of background noise going on here. Look, you know, just when you think the Greens couldn't get any more lunatic and crazy, out of the cake jumps out this dimwit. And there's only one way, you can't call her, she's got the full quid. Lydia Thorpe. I mean, who is this numbskull? This divisive, this imbecilic woman who is a senator, yes, a senator, who says that the Queen is a colonizer. Do you know, all of these people right now screaming out, you know, colonizers, colonizers. Last week, they said that the, um, the Manly Seven were, you know, just a bunch of young Polynesian kids who, you know, basically because of colonization had developed these kind of ideologies that were anti the, you know, the, 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 the whole pride thing. What, what do you think that the, the people of Samoa, New Zealand, every, every other, uh, Polynesian person, they were running around in some gay playground, running around and then some white, you know, Bible-toting colonials came and destroyed their utopia? Please, please. And by the way, this Lydia Thorpe serves under the government of, by the Queen that she herself criticises. Now, I believe that the Indigenous people of Australia and the Polynesian community and the ethnic community, by the way, have suffered enough under Australian politics. You see, it's not about colonisation. Interesting enough, this enough, this thing, the voice that they want to raise, that, that Albanese come up with this brand new, brand new, incredible idea, having a voice. They aren't wanting, and and Jacinda Price put it so aptly. She said, "This is something that is." that is so pro the Indigenous elite. Now, with all due respect to a lot of my Indigenous brothers and sisters out there, let me just say this. They talk about honouring leadership, yet they have never, never honoured the first Indigenous senator of this country called Neville Bonner. You see, he's not on it. He's not on it. You see, this thing that Albany is pushing and that these indigenous elite are pushing is nothing but another gravy train so that they can milk the country dry and leave the real people, the, 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 the real needs of indigenous people out there on the street. Here's what's interesting. They've got this turnstile justice system, which really does not help the Indigenous community. 750, 750, notice that, 750 Indigenous people murdered by their own. But yet where is the help for these? Little on the domestic violence, little on the alcohol abuse. Where is the help? Where is the help for the street gangs, as Jacinda Price rightfully says, that are walking up and down the streets? Where, where, where is... Where is any help? See, right now in this country, what we've got is this tokenism, and I want to get this this right, this this virtual signalling, like, you know, put up the pride colours up there and put them on the, the, the sacred places like, you know, the shrine down there in Victoria. Put them up on the Harbour Bridge. Put this, listen, we are one nation. Let me remind you, we are one people, one blood, one nation. And anything other than that is divisive whether it's a flag, whether it's a colour, whether it's a pride thing. And by the way, the height of hypocrisy 
from the people down there in Manly, including Ian Roberts, who says, yeah, let me come in, a white guy, a white guy who's going to come in and educate these seven young, you know, uh, religious Polynesian kids. What, what, they're not educated enough and they need you, you, to come in and educate them? Let me tell you, our system is messed up. And this voice that they're trying to inject into Parliament, that they want to ingrain, that wants to ingrain itself into our constitution, does not help the most vulnerable, the most suffering, and the most in need. It only helps the elites, or let me call them the deletes. Jacinta Price is right. We now have one, one voice, I believe who represents the real needs of the Indigenous community. And by the way, I've got great friends on all sides of the fence. I've got great friends that are, in, that are Indigenous. I've got great friends that, that, that believe different to me, that, that are in the gay community. But this activism that forces people, that shoves their thing down our throat, is not the way to run a democracy. It is not. They're doing it with climate change. They're doing it with the with with, with the LGBTQABCDEFG community. They're doing it now with the whole indigenous thing. They are forcing you to comply. And activism has replaced really meaning and really caring human needs. These activists don't give two hoots about real people or real love or, or real relationship. They don't. They don't. And then by proposing, Ian Roberts proposing he, the great white poobah, can go and teach these, you know, uneducated, seriously, seriously. Who the hell do you think you are, Ian? Who the hell do you think you are? Speaking of colonisation, which, by the way, if it wasn't for, for the British coming to this country, they wouldn't be able to have the free lunches, free education, free housing, free this and free that, that they criticise. The problem is that that which is easily attained is easily despised, and that's a sad part. It seems to me, and I want you all to hear me on this one, it seems to me that the only people in this country that are not given a voice, that are shut down, that are criticised, that are, that are ostracised are basically the Christian community. How is it that Muslim Hanin uh, Zarika, I can't even pronounce her name, from the AFLW, she declined to wear the pride jersey, nothing was said. When Usama Karagi the, refused to have the, the alcohol slogan on his jersey as Australian cricketer and wasn't part of the you know champagne spraying seminar because it offended his religion, not a word, not an attack, nothing. Maybe, maybe if they were a Christian, they'd be on the attack. Well, let me just say this to encourage all my Christians, brothers and sisters out there. The master said these words, if they hated me, they hated you. Truth, listen, people hate people that tell the truth. People hate people that are in their right mind. One day the master cast out a demon out of a man that was crazy and cutting himself. And it says in the text, it says, and there he sat clothed and in his right, right mind, and the people were afraid. The people out there that have agendas, activists, and, and, and that sit behind demonic, demonic, uh, uh, demonic agendas, they're always afraid of people in their right mind.
So what do they do? They vilify, they scorn, they attack, they make fun of. The Indigenous people in this community are well represented. Let me just say this. The, the people in the gay community are well represented. It's these dangerous activists that are destroying their very freedoms of these people. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I agree with all that stuff. I've got my own beliefs. But, you know, what would happen if I said we need to have Christian Day and you need to wear a cross on your, on your jersey? You would be shut down, you'd be vilified, you'd be made fun of. Oh, my goodness me. Or if I, you were to write there with a, you know, a John 3.16, it would never happen. And yet they talk about inclusion. Yet they talk about community. It is absolute garbage. Garbage. When guys like Ian Roberts, and yeah, I'm going I'm to go there, assume that he, the big white pooper, just because he played football, doesn't make you a leader. Doesn't make you any more of a voice than me driving into McDonald's. That doesn't turn me into a hamburger. And Ian Roberts earned his stripes on the football field and that's where it should stay. That's where he got respect. But what, what these people are, are, are assuming of the Polynesian community and the indigenous community is this, that they're ignorant. Number two, they're uneducated. Number three, they need to be enlightened. And number four, the people like me and you that have a voice are intolerant. Well, to me, I find that the epitome of racism and I find that absolutely offensive. When, 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 when Jacinda Price raises her voice in a brilliant maiden speech, you need to listen to it, and then you've got some other elite uh, Indigenous senator saying that she felt so offended. Well, put your big pants on. Because that's why you've been elected. Suck it up, sunshine. The easiest thing for someone to do today is say, I've been offended. I've been offended. I find that offensive. Well, I find your, your stupidity, your intolerance towards the Christian community offensive. That's what I think. On another subject, Biden's got COVID again. I think he really loves COVID. I think he really does. But Prince Charles... I don't know if you saw this. I, I, I have a lot more to say about this whole thing with a, this whole voice thing. And by the way, let me just get back to it. There's no detail given. Albanese just throws stuff out there because what he's trying to do is win votes. This guy's worse than Morrison, I'm telling you. We knew that, but at least we know the Goliath we're facing. But Prince Charles Charity accepts one million pounds from the half-brothers of Osama bin Laden. Charles, are you nuts? And then, of course, his people warn him. How is it that if you and I were to do that, can you imagine if a Christian charity received a million pounds from them, what would happen? Can you imagine if Donald Trump received a million pounds from the Bin Ladens for, for an election campaign? Oh, it was for charity. I could give two tosses. It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. And then when he's told the repercussions of this, what does he say? Well, we can't offend them. There you go again. These corrupt elites, actually deletes, they are absolutely hypocritical and two-faced, Charles included. You know, folks, we're living in a world that's gone mad. I, I, I cannot believe some of the stuff that's going on in our world. And finally now there are 
saying that all of the lockdowns, etc., and they caused so much damage. But let me tell you what that was. It was the gateway to all the other nonsense. Right now, the climate change activists want to keep you broke, want to keep you under control, want to keep you without the supplies that you need. Under the guise of climate change, they want to control economies, they want to control food supply, they want to control oil supply. Under the instructions of the WHO and the WEF, these unelected officials, and you know, are dictating the agenda. Now, with this in mind, let me tell you the importance, listen to me very carefully, of you getting control of your financial life. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you don't like me promoting my events that I'm doing, feel free to go somewhere else. Stop putting your stupid comments on here. They'll be blocked and deleted. So don't do it. If you don't like what I say, you don't like what I promote, go somewhere else. There's plenty of other people out there you can listen to. But your financial life right now, your financial world is really in a scary spot. Number one, the government lied to you, saying that, look, they, they take care of you. Number two, the whole pension scheme, they're lying to you. Number three, isn't it interesting that we can send millions of dollars, millions of dollars to a war, that by the way, where has that gone the last few weeks, to, to a war that we got no business in but can't look after our own? Do you realise, ladies and gentlemen, that you need to be equipped and empowered? Now, let me just say this. Financial responsibility is your responsibility. Now, if you're a person of faith, good book says that the good Lord gives you the power to get wealth. That means he gives you the power, the enabling, the ability to create wealth. Now, we're not talking about millions of dollars. Many of you I know have suffered. But now's the time, regardless of your age, where you can make a difference to your financial world. And if you've got this, number one, an ability to learn. How many of you out there have an ability to learn? You can put the word learn in the chat. Number two, if you're willing to upskill yourself. Number three, if you're willing to engage in a tried and proven system. Do you know, I've been able to do what I do because I'm financially independent of the cartel system, the job system, and, and the government. And I don't answer to a boss. I answer to someone up there. But I learned some skills. And I, on, on Thursday, want to teach you the personal skills that I learned over the last 40 years to become financially free, to support our charities, support our, our ministry, support our work, support what we're doing here, support our rallies. And by the way, we're going to be doing some very soon in Australia. What did I learn? Well, I learned to build a fantastic online model. And no, I'm not a computer genius. I can barely send an email. But if you're willing to learn, everything you need is locked up in the heart of a mentor. Everything you need. Number two, everything you need is locked up in education. You've got to get a financial education. Many of you have got skills. Many of you have got talents. All of you have got information. All of you have had some trials, some difficulties, some struggles in your life. All of you. Some of you are retired accountants and nurses and doctors. And some of you got skills in parenting. Some of you are in the financial world. Some of you in property. Don't disqualify your dents or your gifts. Now, Thursday, I've got two sessions. I think one is 11 a.m. and then one is in the evening. Click on this link and join me. Give me an hour and 15 minutes to help you learn and upskill yourself. Learn and upskill yourself. Gain knowledge. 
gain and put a shield of protection around yourself, a hedge of protection around you and your family. You're also going to be receiving, as a gift for attending the webinar, my free best-selling book, Unbreakable, in which I tell story after story after story of people just like you who actually, actually sat there, no skills, no talent, not famous, and just learnt my system, and now they're financially free. I'm going to help you. But listen, 90% of success is showing up. So click on this link now. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till the next day. Don't assume that you already know. Come on, don't do that. Join in. Take part. Give me an hour and 15 minutes, either Thursday morning or Thursday night, and you can learn. I promise you. I promise you. You'll be inspired. I promise you, you'll see at least seven or eight testimonies like a Rachel Winters or a Paul from Bedfordshire or Brooke up there in, in, in Mackay in Queensland, who just like you were sitting there listening to me and then learnt and upskilled themselves. Folks, listen to me. I know people like to get on these rants for the rants that they get and they get their, their fire on and everything else, but that's not going to sustain you economically. And if you're relying on the job system and the government, you're going to be left behind. So join me this Thursday. There'll be a link in the chat. Hey, share this around and, and listen, can you love on someone today? Can we be praying for the indigenous people out there and, and praying for our Polynesian community? I'm meeting with some major leads, leaders um, in, in the next few days of the Polynesian community and of the indigenous community because these people have suffered enough and they don't need their own under, who are under the guise of elitism, who have built a gravy train and pocketed millions, millions, they are elitists and they do nothing for the average indigenous person, Torres Strait Islander. We need to rally and we need to realise enough is enough. Hey, thanks for listening. God bless everyone. Have a great day.